What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui here with Joe Volpe. Yep. Joe, yep. what's going on, man? We're fresh off the Super Bowl. Yep. Season's over. The offseason yep. is here. I'm kind of upset that there's no football, you know, to be had until, I guess, training camp. But we have a couple offseason, you know, events that are going to hold us through this, this oh, yeah. sad time. <laughs> right yeah i mean i'm i'm excited for like way too excited for free agency um i do like parts of the off season like i remake my rankings like every other week just because like it's way too early it makes no sense but i, I don't know if this is what an addiction is or whatever but i, I definitely spend more time than i should in february so <laughs> but uh we're here to talk about free agency which is good because a lot of guys that might be and a lot of trades that are going to happen as well. I mean, we're hearing a ton of stuff about Carson Wentz. We got a scare earlier today with David Montgomery tweeting out on his unverified account about having, a, he had a great time in Chicago talking on a little past tense, but that was just the way he was tweeting. So I, I don't know why he isn't verified though. Was it actually David Montgomery though? It actually was. And, and I think my theory is that he, his username is like really understand me or whatever on like all yes, platforms. It is. It is. And then he changed his, uh, I think he changed his at to David Montgomery. Okay. So because he changed it, he lost the verification. I don't know. Uh, I don't know okay. how that works. Well, I don't know I if going, verified. He's going for the career move. He's going for the long-term move. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, he thought that re- you can't understand me was a little bit too high schoolish. We didn't really understand college. that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really understand that. That's true. Um, so if you guys haven't figured out by now, Joe has been on the podcast uh, ever since the year started, ever since we yeah. kind of, you know, brought this podcast back, per se. Um, per se. And that is because <laughs> Joe is officially a co-host of this podcast. Yes, sir. All right, Joe. Clap, clap, clap. I, Woo! I, I don't want to clap too hard in the mic because somebody might have this too loud. But but uh, <laughs> it, it, you know what, man? Like, I'm, you know, I think we knew that this was going to happen at some point. Yeah. Right. And And I'm personally, you know, very excited. Uh, that we're going to be doing this together. And I was doing these solo pods before, and I would have you on here and there. Uh, but whenever we did our podcast together, we had a lot of fun, number yep. one. Uh, and number two, like every time we did it, and then we like ended, ended the podcast or, you know, hit the end record button. Like we we're like, all right, that felt good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we always had that good vibe at the end. So, so uh, I- I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy too because because you, you know what? I don't have to edit anything. Browse does all the edits for me. It's awesome. It's so good. And uh, it, it's on, another thing too is like I, I was trying to do my own podcast a while ago, and like w- w- like I mentioned when we first started doing this together, is that like I'm not going to put up the same exact thing you are. You know, we're not just going to keep, you know, putting like mirroring each other's content every single time we get together. And we want to use all of it because it usually comes out very, very good. So, um, yeah, you know, I think this is just easy, easy move, easy decision for me, easy thing for me to do. So I'm, I'm glad to be on. I'm expecting my upper hand fantasy uh, T-shirt um, employee shirt sometime this month. <laughs> you know what, man? I actually have a shirt for you. Do you actually? I do. I do. I do have an upper hand fantasy shirt. I, it's in my closet, but it do, I do have one. 
I don't know if I have a fantasy analyst shirt for you. I only made one. Now it's too small for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so I think, you know, we are going to, obviously we're putting out the audio now. I've been putting some clips of me from this podcast up on my Instagram, but at some point, you know, we're, we're going to figure out an easy way to get the clips of us uh, together. Uh, you know, I'm going to upgrade this setup just a little bit so that it will be easier for us to do that so that, you know, you guys can see both of us, you know, talking instead of just me on my soapbox. Uh, you know, on my Instagram. So we're going to figure all that out for now. You know, the podcast, the audio is going to be where it's at, but I think very soon I'll be able to, we'll be able to figure out, you know, uh, it's not, there is no I anymore. It's we, uh, ah. we, we will figure out, uh, you know, how to put that uh, video content out as well. Uh, but yeah, no, just wanted to talk about that and just share, share the good news with everybody, uh, all seven of you who are listening. Um, that you know, I think it's is... eight now. I think after last week, uh, last week was a pretty good one with uh, with Jay on, so I, I think we're up to eight. <laughs> yeah, it was a very unconventional podcast last week, uh, <laughs> because you know, it was the it was three of us and we were talking about all types of topics uh, ranging from oh, yeah. all over the place. Uh, and I don't even, I don't, and I texted you earlier today, I said, Hey, did we even talk about the Matt, Matt Stafford trade? <laughs> like, I don't even know if we touched on it just because we were so excited that we had an extra person on our podcast. Uh, but but did. no, so I don't think we did. <laughs> Even if we did, I think like the Matt Stafford trade like wasn't like something that you know you're like oh my god this changes everything. Yep. You know what I mean? Because like the fantasy relevant players on the Rams are just basically still going to be fantasy relevant, but they might get a little bit a little bit of a bump, right? Just uh, yeah, a, g- a good bump, I would say. I mean, Jared Goff is just not someone who they could depend on when it really mattered, and Matthew Stafford. He's not Tom Brady, who just won the Super Bowl, but <laughs> but you know he's he's a good enough quarterback with that defense and their offensive weapons to take them all the way. You know he he has some experience in the playoffs, I believe. I don't, I don't even know if the Lions have been in the playoffs. I know they went 0 and 16 with Matthew Stafford. I don't think they made the playoffs that year. No, um, I don't think so either. For us. <laughs> uh, I don't. Has he ever even played a playoff game? I don't know, but I'd still trust him over golf. Oh, 100%. It doesn't even <laughs> matter. Like, you know, he's going to have better weapons. He's going to be in a better system. It's just a win-win uh, for him as well. And I think he could be a, he, you know, how, you know, we're always like, oh, we're going to take Matt Stafford late in drafts. Um, I think this year that can actually work out pretty well, uh, just being in that system. Oh, Jared yeah. Goff, you know, we saw the numbers he put up, you know, randomly, you know what I mean? And that's the the type of, upside that Matt Stafford can have because he actually has talent uh, to go with the system. Uh, unlike Jared Goff, who was getting talked to by Sean McVay, yep. you know, right up until that 15 second mark of the play clock where, you know, the coach can't talk to the quarterback anymore. Yeah. And I, I think what we're going to see is more of a balanced or maybe even go back to that pass heavy offense because they kind of had to switch to relying on the run game when they knew they couldn't trust Jared Goff. I mean, for a while, it was just Jared Goff throwing the ball 50, 60 times a, a game, and it was just insane value for uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So we might see that come back. You know, we might see a version of that. And still, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. But expect a more balanced attack rather than just rushing attack. Right. And you mentioned Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Your boy. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you mentioned this and you made this very clear last week uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about our Super Bowl predictions that, you know, the Chiefs offensive line was banged up, um, that the Bucks pass rush was no joke. And there was a serious vulnerability there 
that if the Bucks can take advantage of, then it might not be as pretty as we thought. And the Chiefs might not have, you know, uh, a good time in the Super Bowl. And boy, was that a vulnerability. The Bucks <laughs> were ch- was chasing around. They were chasing around Patrick Mahomes behind the backfield. I think oh he ran gosh, almost 500 dude. yards behind the back, behind the line <laughs> of scrimmage on turf toe. Yeah, no, that's that's not good. It's <laughs> so, not good at all. But um, they were able to use their coverages. Um, and, and one of the other things I said last week, too, was that they can jam them at that line. Jam Travis Kelsey at the line. Jam Tyreek Hill at the line. Give that extra second because that's all you need. You know, that's all you need to get to Patrick Mahomes. And it worked. And because of that, they, Patrick Mahomes didn't even score a touchdown uh, in this game. So, yeah, I mean, did, did you and Jay both pick the Chiefs? Yes, I picked the Chiefs 27-21. I forget I what I picked. Jay... I definitely didn't say nine, though. <laughs> definitely no. didn't say nine. I think Jay picked something in the 30s, I think, something like that. But uh, did you pick the Bucs or the Chiefs? I'm pretty sure I picked the Bucs. Oh, okay, good. Well, you I better so. be sure. You better be yeah, sure I... because, they, because they won. So, well, of course. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think, I don't know if we, we were talking about this here or if, or if we were talking about it on Clubhouse last week, but that dude, uh, that mattress dude, bet like multi millions of dollars. I think it was a couple million dollars on the Bucks uh, plus three and a half, um, you know, a couple, couple days before the Super Bowl. And I think it was that, it was that Thursday. And yeah. dude, that was congrats that was nice to that little, guy uh, that was a nice little bet there you know what i mean um and, and the guy has a good track record too so uh when you see that guy bet like that again you might want to put a little 20 bucks on something <laughs> a, little, a little something you know um yeah. uh but yeah no it was uh it was it was not really an entertaining super bowl uh unless you were a Bucks fan uh, unless you were a brady fan you know <laughs> what i mean um for sure but i mean at the same time like for me i'm a jets fan i'm not supposed to like tom brady but i do I do. I'm going to say it like it's okay. It's you can really hard. It. It's really hard not to like the guy. And it's really hard not to respect the guy. I respect obviously a lot of, a lot of people respect him, but I like the dude because I'm a fan of I'm a fan of people who bust their ass, who mm-hmm. work hard and they achieve it. You know what I'm saying? Like this it's yeah. it, I mean, I, I respect people who work hard, period. But to to work hard and then to achieve the pinnacle of success in your thing, whatever that is, it, it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's incredible, and I love to see it. And and I think the the, the weird part, well, I don't know, if you'd call it weird, but um, as a Patriots fan, I had a lot of people ask me like, how do you feel about like Tom Brady winning? Like, did, were you rooting for Brady? Were you rooting against him? I'm like, how the hell can I root against Tom Brady? He brought us six Super Bowls. I don't care if he left. You know, that's that's his choice. He still brought us six Super Bowls, which is tied the most for every other franchise in the entire NFL who before him, we had nothing. So like, how the hell can I put any hate to this guy for leaving? So I, I, it was, it was great to see him win. Um, uh, a buddy of mine has a, a half Brady Bucks Jersey and Patriots Jersey. It's actually really interesting. You know, I got like the one Patriot on one side and like the two bucks on the other side. So I got to get one of those, but nice. uh, yeah, nice. you know, Tom Brady, well, Tom you know, Brady. Of course, of course, and then and then we see him uh, getting trashed. Oh, uh, so fun! Trashed like a pirate on, on the oh, water, <laughs> on the Tampa greatest. Bay water. Uh, trash. He was he threw the Super Bowl trophy uh, to. Was it Gronk's boat that he threw the trophy to? They said it was Gronk, but Tom Brady put on the story that it was Cam Brady. 
Ah, okay. It was somebody else. Because when you, first of all, we saw that from every single angle. We saw it from the side angle. We saw it from Brady's angle where yep. his kid was li- was yelling at his dad Didi, saying, yep. Daddy, no. <laughs> at that point, he's. we can presume he's already shit-faced. Oh, 100%. And he threw it uh, across the water into the other boat. They caught it. Um, and and we, then we saw it from Cam Braid's angle as well. I guess it was Cam Braid. So, so yeah, no, it was. And then and then you see him a couple hours later with some dude. I don't know who that was. Uh, as, like, I don't know if it was Blaine Gabbert or whoever the backup quarterback was. Oh, that would, that would be hilarious, man. If his sole responsibility, Blaine Gabbert was there just to, hey, Blaine, you cannot drink. You cannot consume. Your job is to take care of Tom Brady. He yep. got you a ring. So that's it. So, yeah. So somebody was escorting him out uh, <laughs> of that area. Uh, and he was Chris Godwin's phone in the strong. water. Thanks to Scotty Miller. Bruce <laughs> Arians. Um, every time one of the free agents got on the mic, he butted in. He's like, your ass ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you see that yeah, part? So I did. I did. And and I, he said that to, uh, what's his name first? Uh, Chris Godwin uh, and Levante David. Levante David yeah. first. Yeah. They want to do it first, and then he said to Chris Godwin, you, "He said your ass ain't going anywhere either." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were, they were having a good time. Good for them. Good for Bruce Arians. I'm happy for him too. Um, now, can I ask you something real quick before we get off this topic? Because I love yeah. talking about Tom Brady. Um, if <laughs> if this had been Tom Brady and the Patriots winning a seventh time, would you stand by? I like the guy for Brady, or would you just stick to the respect? That's a great question, and, and I lean more towards the respect. But of course. I, I'm not going to lie, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of Jets fans might hate me for this. I don't care. Um, I, I was listening and watching Tom Brady, Tom Brady's like content and stuff like that outside of football mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. Like I started a couple of years ago. Like I was very interested in how he took care of his body. I was very interested in his diet. I was very interested in his mindset. Right. I was very interested in all those type of things. Playability. Because I'll, yeah, yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, honestly, it's like when you're that old, like one of my fears is to get old and not be able to move. So like I, I'm in, uh, straight up, like I'm into fitness and stuff like that. So I'm, I was interested <laughs> in what his, you know, his methods were. Because I mean, whatever he's doing is working, you know? Um, so yeah. So like, yeah, I was always interested in his habits and that sort of thing. Cause just because I'm always interested in high performing individuals anyway, uh, yeah. to see what kind of, what, what, what they're up to and what kind of stuff that they do. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it'll be more of the respect thing, it's, but I would be pissed. I'll be like another Super Bowl for the Patriots. Come on. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. The more I do fantasy, the more I study the game of football, the less uh, of a fan of a team I am. Like, I like the whole I product. I, I, li- I like the whole product rather than liking a team. Um, because I don't know, it's just uh, the older I get, the weirder it is for me to like latch onto a team and root you know for what? them. Like the, like, I'm like, they're yeah. part of me for some, you know what I mean? I, I can't explain it. No, I understand. Especially as a Jets fan, I can imagine like not rooting for your team is pretty easy, but, um, <laughs> no, but for me, like as a Patriots fan, when I'm watching like this guy go up against the Patriots, I'm like, look, especially last season, the last season was the first time I got a whiff of it. What? But it was like, okay, they're not going anywhere this year. Like, just let Stefan Diggs just get like 200 yards on you. 
Like I, I started rooting for Stefan Diggs. It wasn't rooting for the Bills, but I was rooting for every time Stefan Diggs did something in that game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I 100% get it. And sometimes if it was like a Patriots game and it was like playing like the Jets or, you know, like a useless game or whatever, I would like watch like, oh, this guy, like if he does good, I need to win. And I'll watch that game instead. So, and, right. but, you know, obviously once the regular season's over, you're all in on your team. Well, you probably don't know that. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> that's enough Jets slander for tonight. Yeah, that's enough, man. That's enough. Um, hey, we do have a little bit of news, by the way. Oh, yeah? Taylor, Taylor Heineke yes. was, was signed to a two-year extension. Uh, he had a great showing in his playoff game, uh, playoff game against the who? The Super Bowl champions, yeah, the Buccaneers. I think he did better than any other quarterback, even Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he 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 did great. It was a great game played by him. Uh, you know, I mean that that rushing touchdown that he had um, was like legit, and that's the reason why he got this extension. And uh, Washington, you know, they got. <laughs> listen, this is crazy. I mean, they got rid of Dwayne Haskins, and they're like, hey, I think Taylor, we're going to give Taylor Heineke a shot here. He definitely deserves it. I mean, right now, if you go into the season with Kyle Allen, who I don't know what he broke, but he's going to need some time to recover. Um, he had a bad injury during the year. Alex Smith, who obviously you probably don't want to start, right? You don't want to like put him into a season as a starter. I think he can definitely be a backup and a mentor. But at this point, I wouldn't view him as your franchise quarterback. So Taylor Heineke is the best quarterback on their roster right now. I think he'd be the guy to start. If it, um, you know, if the season were to like start next week, uh, we'll have to see how he does. Sometimes it's just like a flash in the pan, or you know, not not a not something that can be lasting long. So we'll have to see how that pans out. I just got a update on Twitter that uh, the Bucks QB coach last one last thing was Super Bowl said that Antonio Brown ran the wrong route on his touchdown reception. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert said. I don't know what the fuck he ran, but he got open. So I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So whatever he was doing, he wasn't doing the right thing, but it worked and he got open. So that's uh, too funny. A free that's agent. Too... Maybe we'll bring up a little later. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. That's a good one actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, Taylor Heineke got a lot of airtime in this podcast. He normally wouldn't, but there's nothing <laughs> going on. Uh, so, so that's pretty much it, but free agency is coming up. Uh, here's, here's a little, uh, on the schedule. Right. Uh, and we do want to talk about like, you know, guys who can potentially be franchise tag transition, transition tagged. Uh, you know, we'll talk about when that can happen and stuff like that. So the legal tampering period uh, starts, starts on March 15th. Uh, yeah. And that's where deals can be decided on uh, kind of agreed on, but not made two days later, 17. Yeah. Right? I think the 17th is when uh, those deals can you know, go into place officially. 4 p.m. Um, by the way, guys. For well, Eastern. 4 p.m. Eastern is like official league new day, whatever for for whatever reason. On on, on is that on that March 17th? Yeah. Okay. So 4 p.m. on the 15th will likely be when they can start tampering, and then 4 p.m. on the 17th will when these deals become official. 4 p.m. Right. Eastern, of course. So depending where you are, but yeah, that's typically their time for everything. So, and that's when yeah. we'll start hearing about those deals happening. 100%. Like, like we're going to be, as soon as the tampering period starts, we're going to start hearing those deals come in. We can hear of interest, um, but. Yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. We'll um, okay. So let's start with the quarterback position. 
Uh, Dak Prescott is the big one, right? Yep. I, and I think most people expect him to end up with Dallas either with a long-term contract or with a franchise tag. Uh, if I'm Dallas, this is really a no-brainer for me, right? He's scheduled to be ready for training camp. Um, you know, some of these franchises think it's just easy to get a quarterback, right? Uh, just sign this guy to a long-term deal, give him a lucrative contract. And it's not hard, right? Like, just get him a he, defense. Yeah, give him something. You know, like give him, give him what he deserves. He deserves a long-term deal. You know, and he he fits this offense. Kellen Moore. You know, he, he he designed a good offense for him, and he's doing his thing. Like, <laughs> last year, like, he was on pace to throw for – I know, he only threw, what, played – Five games. Half, four and a half games, right? Yeah. Uh, but he was on pace to throw for 6,700 yards. <laughs> he averaged 422 passing yards over his first four games. Uh, he threw for 5,000 the year before. Uh, but this offense is like a win-now type of offense, right? Like, you got the pieces together, get your quarterback – uh, just short of that offensive line. Um, there's no way that the Cowboys let him get away, right? Franchise or, franchise or whatever. Nope, right? they'll double franchise tag him. And when you franchise tag someone two years in a row, the pay goes up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think Dak will end up playing on it if he is franchise tag. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think, he, like you said, he definitely deserves – to be paid he definitely deserves to be like one among the top paid quarterbacks in the league but um you know coming off injury definitely didn't really help imagine if he did throw for like 5,500 yards what his price would be i think you have to capitalize now because if you franchise tag him again next year then what happens is he does throw for over 5,000 and then his price goes up even more per year so well listen if he if he has another ridiculous season this year uh, on the franchise tag, he's going to be paid like a top two quarterback. He's going to probably be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. Oh, 100% at that point. Yeah. 100%. Because it's just hard to get to Mahomes level uh, as far as money goes. Um, but you know, you never know with Jerry Jones, man. Who knows what this guy's Oh, thinking. my God. You never know. We um, liked what Andy Dalton did for us last year. <laughs> uh, and he's an intriguing free agent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so next, <laughs> he is a free agent, though. Uh, so Jameis Winston, right? He, he's another intriguing free agent, a legit f- intriguing free agent, because we know that he's going to sling it, right? Like, wherever he is, mm-hmm. he produces fantasy-relevant players at the school. And positions. he had laser eye surgery. He did, so he can see better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is the question, um, you know, whether Jameis will be the guy in New Orleans, right? All signs are pointing to him staying in New Orleans under Sean yeah. Payton um, and whether he was the, he's going to be the guy over Taysom Hill, I think is still up in the air. Like there are reports pointing to Winston uh, being the car, being the guy uh, Ian Rappaport reported that, mm-hmm. um, or as I like to say, Ian Rapp reported, uh, ah. I, just, I, I have to. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, why would, why would uh, Taysom Hill get the nod? you know, in his, in this, you know, this past year for those four starts, they got three wins in those four starts. And the, the, the fourth, the fourth game in that one loss against, I think it was Philly. They, they only lost by three points. So, you know, they almost won all four games. Why would, you know, would he make the, Sean Payton make the switch to Winston? Um, would, would there be some quarterback battle or, or what do you think will be the case here? Um, You know, if, if I'm Jameis Winston, if I'm Jameis Winston's agent, I'm talking with the team and I'm saying, look, does James Winston, is he going to be this team's starting quarterback? 
or does he have a chance to be this team's starting quarterback? Because if they're planning on re-signing him and rolling with Taysom Hill, that's something Sean Payton's going to know now, right? Like they could have a battle, figure it out, whatever. But if Sean Payton has any interest in starting Taysom Hill, he's going to know now that that's what his motive is. Um, because look, if not, there's teams that can use Jameis Winston. There's the Chicago Bears that could really use a guy. I, I thought Chicago would have been a decent spot for a guy like Jameis Winston to land. Maybe they draft a quarterback and use him as a bridge, sign him to a you know one or two year deal, let him prove himself, take it from there. But um, you know, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks right now. Hey man, there's if, a lot. If Jameis Winston went to Chicago, Darnell Mooney, bro. You know, Darnell Mooney. Darnell um, Mooney to the moon. Darnell, Darnell to the Mooney. Darnell to the Mooney. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, they have a bunch of they have a bunch of guys. Like even if A Rob left, right? Anthony mm-hmm. Miller's still there. Um, they have they have a few weapons that would actually be fantasy relevant the way that Cole we were hoping. Oh yeah, Cole Komet too. Um, so yeah, and he, he's he's an up and coming uh, tight end as well. So um, there are a couple other free agents. Uh, so like Nick Foles, right? He's so so Nick Foles is the only quarterback worth noting under contract for the Bears for 2021. The Bears offense was not looking good with him. Mr. Biscay is set to be a free agent. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to resign him, and I wouldn't. No, Why would you? Um, the Bears are going to make a move at quarterback, whether they trade for one or draft one. Something is going to happen there, and I'm looking forward to what kind of ridiculous move they make for a quarterback because they've been making some very interesting moves over the past. Couple I, you of know, years. from from what we've heard on the Carson Wentz front, um, it's been two teams, and those teams I've at least I've seen or heard have been the Bears and the Colts. Colts, not a team that wants to give away their draft picks. Bears, their specialty is trading for washed Eagles quarterbacks. So there's a chance they uh, make that move, go for Carson Wentz. Uh, I, I think Mitch Trubisky, um, now that we're on the topic of Mitch Trubisky, how fun is that? I think he ends up in Atlanta, and I don't think he ends up in Atlanta as the starter. I think he ends up in Atlanta as a <clears throat> intriguing young player who will be with his former quarterback coach, in a system he's familiar with who let's say Matt Ryan just can't get it done towards the end of the year. Maybe, you know, throw Mitch Trubisky out there. He's got loaded weapons. If he does something, then cool. You have a guy who might compete for a starting role the following year. If he doesn't do anything, then you have a backup quarterback. And I mentioned that especially because Matt Schaub, the backup for Atlanta for all these years has retired. So um not sure anybody was looking for that Mitch Trubisky analysis, but Boom. I, I think that was fire. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you're thinking about where Mitch Trubisky lands as a backup is legit analysis right there. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why we brought you on the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. <laughs> that's why I'm here for uh, Mitch Trubisky. You're here for Pums. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, there are a couple of other free, agent, free agents at quarterback. Uh, nothing of significance to me. Unless Cam you Newton, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Andy Dalton, Cam Newton might Ryan reunite with Ron Rivera in Washington. Maybe yeah. he competes for like a starting role there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, for a while, I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick would have been a perfect fit for someone like the LA Rams if they still had Goff. Because right. he's someone who can either push Goff or take that role and like do well enough to you know go far with that team. But uh, I think wherever Ryan Fitzpatrick goes, he'll be either used as a bridge or competing for a starting role. I, I think Chicago, again, is another place that could use him and draft a quarterback. 100%, man. And I think, you know, he's going to be a stopgap somewhere. 
Um, and while he is that stopgap, we know that he's going to produce yep. some fantasy options for us, specifically wide receivers, because he loves his wide receivers. He oh, loves yeah. slinging it downfield. He doesn't care if they're double covered. He doesn't care if guys can't separate. It does not matter. Um, and that's why Devontae Parker was doing his thing. Uh, with yeah, Ryan and Patrick. on that Cam Newton aspect as a Patriots fan, um, I, I guess I wouldn't mind bringing him back if he was the best option, because I, I don't believe the Patriots are going to trade for a Carson Wentz. I don't believe the Patriots are going to go out and acquire some quarterback in some type of way. There isn't really many other quarterbacks they could go after in the draft. Their best option might be like Mac Jones. If they choose a draft, one of the first, who I really don't want. Um, I'd rather than go after like Kyle Trask in the second. I think that's a really good target for them. But um, regardless if you bring back Cam and draft someone like Trask, I think that would be my route to go if they can't. I really want them to get Matthew Stafford, but you know. whatever. I'll deal with Cam. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, I saw I saw a stat the other day that the Patriots drafted um, a wide receiver in the sixth round, like 12, 12 years in a row or something like that. Um, yeah. I, I think that was a stat. I could be totally wrong on that one. Um, it sounds like the Patriots. Or actually, or they, they listed – all the wide receivers they drafted like over the 12 years and all of them are absolutely terrible. I think, yeah. that, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so, let, okay, let, let's, let's go to wide receivers. Um, Allen Robinson, obviously headlining this list. He's easily a high end wide receiver one in this league. Uh, depending on his landing spot, he can be extremely enticing in terms of fantasy. Like he, no, no matter where he goes, he's going to be like legit. Right. But yep depending on the landing spot, if it's really good, he could be extremely enticing. Like if he lands in an amazing spot, he can potentially be a second round pick. Um, like, is there a spot for fantasy? I mean, but is there a spot that he lands and you say, okay, he's an early second round pick. Hmm. I'm taking him after a few of the top wide receivers. Yeah. If he goes back to Chicago, I guess and Chicago gets a quarterback, then yeah. But, I mean, okay. there's not really any other option. Like, Jacksonville, I don't really know if you'd want to go back there. Um, the Jets, I, I've heard the Jets and Giants been thrown around. I think there was rumors that the Giants wanted to make a trade for Allen Robinson at some point or whatever. But um, I hate both those spots for him. The Jets may not be bad. Like, if, if you look past, past the aspect of, like, what that team is, like, if the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson and then sign Allen Robinson, I think that's a golden spot. Oh, you know? dude. Okay, so there's a scenario, right? <laughs> If yeah. he lands with Deshaun Watson, wherever that is, mm-hmm. right? He, I'm drafting him in the second round, mm-hmm. and that might be, and that might be too low, right? Like we saw what uh, Brandon Cooks did with Deshaun Watson as as he, as his number one. Yep, we saw what Will Fuller did as his number. One. We saw what DeAndre Hopkins did as his number one. So wherever he goes, if he goes with him, wherever, like, dude, he's gonna be a ball. Yeah, but you know what? If he goes to the Giants. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be, that's gonna be buzzkill. No, it, it would be. Now, hey, listen, the Bengals have a little bit of cap space, right? Why does everybody think the Bengals need a wide receiver? I'm seeing all these mock drafts where they have the Bengals drafting mm-hmm. Jamar Chase fifth overall or whoever. I don't understand that. I don't. I, I don't see well, how that's. So they don't have any depth at the position, right? I would. Um, I would argue against that. I, I'd say well, Auden Tate is. Uh, he can definitely be a starting outside wide receiver. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Right. Sure. I mean, I would say they have good enough depth. Maybe they can add like a lower guy, but I don't think they really need to go for a big name. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. I think the type of offense that they want to be like they have 
a very talented quarterback, right? And if mm-hmm. they could get – do they think that T. Higgins is going to be like the alpha wide receiver one? Uh, can he turn into one? Yeah, 100%. Uh, when he – when he had the opportunity last year, did he do his thing? Yeah, he did. But do they need somebody who is going to come in and just take over that role with T. Higgins playing the number two role on the outside? Um, you know, and I mean, that offense would be killer. And the reason why I think, okay, so I'll say this. For the Bengals to draft someone like Jamar Chase, like mm. I don't know if that is the option, you know, like the route to go. Uh, the reason why I say that they're a candidate for Allen Robinson is because they just simply get an alpha wide receiver one off the bat. They know what they're getting and they have the cap space. You know what I mean? So like, that's why I go that route. Now, if I'm drafting Jamar Chase at number five and like, you know, that, that, that offensive tackles available, like that wouldn't be a good move. You know what I mean? Um, for so for another wide receiver to develop, and maybe like if you get Jamar Chase, maybe you don't he doesn't need to develop like other wide receivers would have to. Uh, but I, I I think that if you're drafting, I'd rather go somewhere else. Um, yeah. but if I'm if I if I want to fill a hole and I want to get that alpha wide receiver one, like no questions asked, I'm fine grabbing grabbing a, a true number one for Joe Burrow. I, I think the route I would take is um maybe draft a better tight end. Right, and get like a weapon elsewhere, and then rather than paying up for a wide receiver like Allen Robinson, I-, I think someone like Josh Reynolds would be a great guy to have on the outside next to T. Higgins. Have Tyler Boyd in the slot. You got Joe Mixon out of the backfield, but use that money to get a defense. That's what they don't have. Like use all that money, go for all those right. big name free agent defenders with Joe Burrow there and like a new regime. You know, they'll, they'll be able to bring some of these guys in. And if they can give him a defense, he has enough at wide receiver between Auden Tate, um, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Josh Reynolds, maybe add a couple other smaller names. They have enough, I think, to at least make a playoff push. But they need a defense and they need to protect Joe Burrow with an offensive line. So I think that's where their, should, their priority should be. I understand the thinking. Maybe even like a Cordatus. I don't know, someone like that. Not someone who would like take over maybe i'm just a t higgins fan i don't know uh you know and that might be it i'm, I'm a big t higgins guy too and i listen if t higgins you know is their number one going into the season i'm gonna be very high on him um I think you know, good enough to prove that he is and and i think is. that's where it's coming yeah. from to where like i don't like if they're looking for a true number one i think t higgins can easily be that and he already has the connection established with joe burrow so they don't have to spend that money. Like, cause you have the money, get it, spend it. I get it. But like focus elsewhere. There's so many holes for Bengals. hundred percent. No, I, I hear you. And if they can spend that money elsewhere, um, then yes, I think you're right. Uh, and if they have some money left over, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? See, see, like, I think when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, um, yeah. For me personally, you want to get them. You want to give them the the most opportunity possible, right? And yeah. like, if you can pair them up with somebody like that, like it just helps their progression uh, just go faster, right? And you know, Zach Taylor, he's an offensive guy too, right? And like for him to be spending so much money on the defense, like he probably wants to do it, but at the end of the day, like the offense is his baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I get that. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, like going back to the Jaguars would be interesting too. I don't know if he's interested in that, like a young quarterback, you know, Urban Meyer. But you know, it, it, that would be interesting. Um, 
Oh, what about the Col- about that oh, from yeah, Zach Taylor? He's got the Rams connection with Josh with Josh Reynolds. I didn't even think about this. Josh Reynolds. I don't think that's going to help them at all. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the, so what about the Colts? Like, do you think that their system, like they don't have a quarterback, right? Like, do you think that um, he would go somewhere that has a quarterback uh, issue, or do you think that he has to see where all the quarterbacks land first? I think Allen Robinson has had enough quarterback issues in right. his career. I think he wants to either go to a team that's competing or go to a team with an established quarterback. That's why I don't think like uh, the Giants would realistically be a possibility if it's his choice. Right. Um, <laughs> funny enough, the Colts actually did say, or there was a, a reporter for the Colts, or beat reporter, whoever he was, said that um, the Colts have interest in signing Chris Godwin if he does become available Bruce Arians obviously does not want that to happen. And it sounds like, you know, all the Tampa players, at least right now, maybe they're just riding that Super Bowl high. But as of right now, all the Tampa players just saying they want to come back and they want to do it again. <laughs> 100%. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. There, and there were reports about Chris Godwin staying in Tampa. Uh, and like you said, like after you win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, you want to run it back. And, and right now the Bucs have that leverage, right? It'll be interesting to see if they give him a long-term deal. Uh, but I have a feeling that they just want to sign him to a franchise tag, you know, to keep Brady's weapons intact while Brady's there for like yep. another year or two, right? Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe his contract go... is for one more year. Exactly. Uh, and let him go in free agency, maybe uh, Chris Godwin in 2022, so that they don't have to pay him and Evans because Evans' contract, I think, is going up against 2023. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I, you know, Chris Godwin is capable of being the number one on a team. You know, he's young. He's turning 25 in a couple of weeks. So if he does leave town and he's the wide receiver one on the team, he should be able to put up a better year next year than he did this past year. Um, but it will be interesting to see, like, wherever he goes, if a team continues to play him primarily in a slot or if he moves to the outside in more of a full-time role. He could do both. So it's yeah. just about what that team needs. Um, some other guys here real quickly. we got Kenny Galladay. He's going to be a free agent. He had that contract issue or, as he calls it, a hip injury. Um, but I think he gets franchise tags, so I don't know if there's really much there. If he doesn't get franchise tags, I'd love to see him go to Jacksonville. I think that's a really good spot for him. Um, Juju Smith, also another intriguing name. Apparently, the Raiders have a lot of interest with in with him. I think either uh, the Raiders or the Texans would be a good fit for him. Uh, you know, they could use him in a slot in Las Vegas, and that would take away from Darren Waller. But um, in Houston, you know, they're lacking that wide receiver without Will Fuller, who's also a free agent. We'll see. Yeah, Galladay, like I would love to see Galladay and Ryan Fitzpatrick together somewhere, right? I feel like there's such a, there would be a great combination because like I, like I mentioned what Fitzpatrick's tendencies were, I feel like Galladay would fit that mold perfectly. He would, Galladay I and think, yeah, I, oh, there you go. There you go. That's a match made in heaven right there. That's, dude, Galladay would put up 20 touchdowns with either of those guys. Galladay goes to Chicago. James Winston goes to Chicago. I can oh. see it. um but yeah so as far as juju goes like i heard the jets are considering him and like they have so many like like you were mentioning about the Bengals, right the jets have so many needs right and they have a slot wide receiver ready and jamison crowder like they they don't need another slot wide receiver um and there are a lot of questions whether juju can succeed on the outside we we (laughs) haven't seen him do it yet right at all um all nine of his touchdowns this year was from the slot uh, he had the fourth highest yards from the slot, uh, but out of all wide receivers who played at least 250 snaps out of the slot, Juju was 15th in the NFL in yards per route run, which isn't great. That means that he wasn't performing like a great slot wide receiver, 
right? Is that someone who should be paid the big bucks? Like, I would say no. Like, as a Jets fan, like, I don't know. That's not to say he can't be productive, like, wherever Mm -hmm. he goes. Like, if he's going to get targets, like, he's going to produce, right? Um, For the sake of fantasy, like, I hope that he ends up playing in the slot. Um, But even on his own team last year, they can argue that he was the third best wide receiver on his team, you know? So, James Washington. Then Deontay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> James Washington. Yeah, but like where would he work? Like, like do you think Urban Meyer might get like can get creative Ooh. with Juju? Like, I, I don't know. He I mean, could. there's so many other guys that Urban Meyer can bring in. Like, I feel like Juju would be a more expensive Curtis Samuel. And Curtis yeah, Samuel more, Curtis is also free. So. Yeah, and he's probably a better wide receiver, like to be honest with you. Um according to Matt Harmon, he definitely is. <laughs> yeah, according to Matt Harmon, he is. But the thing is with, with Curtis Samuel, I feel like he can play so many positions outside, yeah. slot, backfield. Like th- that sounds like somebody Urban Meyer wants to have. Um yeah. and if Curtis Samuel does go to Jacksonville, and we mentioned this before, uh he'll be very intriguing from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. Um so the Dolphins, like they can also use a wide receiver. Right, like the Chargers, like maybe they bring in Juju, they cut Mike Williams. Mike Williams is due 15 million dollars this year. Like, I can't imagine him staying on the team. Can you? But do you think they, they cut, cut him or Mike do you think... Williams and put him in Cincinnati? That's the outside wide receiver you need. I like that. I like that. I like that because he's a comp, that's a nice compliment. Yeah, to and to when, when we think about Juju, I think of like a guy who's primarily going to be in the slot. And I think what makes Keenan Allen so good is when you let him operate in the slot. So to take away what he can do by putting Juju there, you know, I, I, Mike Williams works in that situation because he's a deep threat. You know, he keeps defenses honest, and sometimes it causes Keenan Allen to get those one-on-one matchups, and that, that's what you need. If you have another guy who's just going to be running around on the slot, it's not really going to help you. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't really like uh, chargers for him, but uh, you know, there's some options. One there. good thing. One good thing about, so with Keenan Allen's case, uh, he was playing a lot on the outside last year as well. Mm-hmm. So I can see a situation where there's a rotation. Yeah. You know, where Keenan Allen was doing the exact same thing he was doing last year. And whenever he is on the outside, you have Juju on the inside. And yeah. whenever Keenan Allen was supposed to be on the inside, you have Juju on the outside. Something yeah, like it that. Could work in that way. Um, but but who but who knows? I mean, I, I'd rather pay Juju than Mike Williams, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, 100%. So, yeah, so Juju, like, he's vacating 128 targets in Pittsburgh. So, I think vacated targets. I, I think we know that Deontay Johnson is going to be a thing, especially with Ben next year. Now, how, how high are you going to be on Chase Claypool? I'm probably going to be lower than I should, honestly. I mean, with Big Ben – Back there, I think he's still going to be – it might be more balanced offense. But one of the things we talked about with Matt Canada was more play action. Right. And when you have more play action, a lot of times it's also accompanied with deep passes or guys getting open downfield. So that's where Chase Claypool in his second year uh, is really going to – you know that's where his strength is going to lie, and that's where he's going to be used, even if it's not a volume-type thing. With Juju gone, I mean, Chase Claypool could easily – easily be a wide receiver too and he basically was this year i mean he had some up and downs but for the most part i'm pretty sure he averaged over 10 points per game so add another 100 plus targets add more play action plays and have him going into his second year to where he's gonna be on the field more i I think chase claypool could easily be a wide receiver too yeah i i agree it's one of those situations where 
he was very efficient with his yeah. targets, right? And his touches. He so, with four touchdowns. You know, that's what you know. With on. with increased opportunity, you know, he could do his thing. It reminds me of DK Metcalf a little bit. You know, where DK Metcalf was kind of he was doing a lot with his opportunities, a little bit raw here and there, and mm-hmm. similar to Chase Claypool. But um, but yeah, uh Chase Claypool is just gonna be on a better offense um over like as far as offensive system goes. Um, I, I, I think than uh, DK Metcalf was over the past couple of seasons. That can change for DK Metcalf this year, crossing my fingers. Um, but is there a specific place you think Will Fuller can land? Obviously, his, you know, we, mm. I, I think we were very excited for him to be healthy this year. And yeah. then we found out why he was able to stay healthy. We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It could have, you know, a lot of the injuries he had were freak injuries. And I mean, Keenan Allen, three years ago, a lot of us were saying like, this guy's never going to, this guy's never going to get a full season. Are you really comparing Will Fuller's injuries to Keenan Allen? Come on. You know, Keenan Will, Allen, Will Fuller's had a lot of freak injuries, man. It's, sure. it's been a lot. I'm not I, saying I, that he's not injury prone per se, but like at the same time, and, and the bad part about this too is like one serious injury makes you more prone to more injuries the next year. Like getting an ACL tear the following year, you're more likely to get like hamstring strains and stuff like that. So the fact that those keep piling up and then, you know, he just needs a a buffer year of like no injuries. And he had that this year. He had that. And if he's not going to be crazy expensive, I think he can easily contribute as a wide receiver one for a team. I wish, I wish you could see my video. I'm all over the place right now. (laughs) Mad man. (laughs) I think he wants to follow Watson. I could see that, but we're gonna keep going back to Cincinnati. I would, I would say that he that, would be okay, a, a cheaper like. option, a field stretcher, and he's not just a field yeah. stretcher, but obviously he is a field stretcher. Mm-hmm. You know, complimenting T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I think, I think that would be a legit place to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to see that. I think Watson really likes Will Fuller because they have this insane chemistry, and I think Will Fuller really likes Watson, so. I think it's going to be a situation where if Watson gets traded to the Jets, and the Jets have already expressed interest in signing Will Fuller. I've seen the report that they're looking to go after one wide receiver one way or another. But if they do get Deshaun Watson, I think Deshaun Watson is going to want Will Fuller there. Because I remember halfway through the season, um, there was talks about trade talks about Will Fuller and where he might go. And um, Watson said, no, I want him right here. I don't want him to go anywhere. And look, if, if it's not either of those places, I think the Green Bay Packers, right? Because the Green Bay Packers were very close to trading for him during the season. Um, Matt LaFleur, he coached Will Fuller. I believe it was in college. So um, he does have that connection to him. And uh, I actually mentioned in one of the free agency articles I did with Will Fuller that um, if Will Fuller had ever become available, Matt LaFleur said 100% that he'd be into um, getting, you know, acquiring him. And I believe they he would have been traded if not for um, this potential suspension, because I'm sure it wasn't just that day he found out and he was going to be suspended that day. Teams I'm sure they had known about an investigation from a couple weeks out. And yeah. I'm sure the Packers were alerted of that. So like, why trade for him now? You know? Sure. So sure. there's a chance if he never got, um, you know, if he was never investigated, never suspended, he could have been a Packer right now. Right. Right. Okay. So let me give you a, a scenario. Sure. Um, Will Fuller, Will Fuller leaves Houston. Miraculously, Watson ends up playing this season with Houston. Okay. okay. How high is Brandon Cooks on your radar? Assuming they don't add Ooh. legit competition for him. 
in the four games Brandon Cooks played uh, without uh, without Will Fuller because he missed a couple of games in between. Yeah. Uh, he averaged seven point three catches for one hundred and seven yards. And in the last two games of the season, he went off uh, against the Bengals and the Titans. Ten targets, seven catches for one hundred forty one yards and a touchdown. That's one game. And then the second game against the Titans, sixteen targets, eleven catches. 166 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he went off, dude. He went off. So, like, how high would you be on Brandon Cooks? Like, assuming they don't add anybody legit. We Brandon Cooks deserves so much more attention. I mean, he had a thousand yards with the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams, and now with the Texans. I mean, this guy is just nuts. A thousand yards for four different teams. Um, insane. So, yeah, I mean, without Will Fuller, without any other competition there. 100%. I think it'd be hard to put Brandon Cooks. I, I mean, like, it, it's really hard to force him into that top 10. But, right, like... He'd probably be, like, top 16, right? Like, I think that's... Top, top 10, 15, at, right. like, least. If right. not, I could see an argument for him being in the top 10. But, um, you know, realistically, with injuries and stuff, it may not, you know, turn out to be that. But definitely within that top 15. And you also have to consider the, like, the possibility of uh, Deshaun Watson being traded in the in the middle of the season also, before the trade deadline, right? Like, that could yeah. happen, right? But even so, he's still going to be the only one to throw to, so he'll, he'll be decent enough. And during that seven or eight game stretch that he's on the team, he'll definitely be a wide, you know, top five, top ten wide receiver, so. Right, right, right. Okay, so Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, a couple mm-hmm. more guys. Uh, so in, in Detroit, TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift will likely be the main target for Jared Goff, uh, targets for Jared Goff, if both Marvin Jones and Gallery leave. Uh, with AJ Green gone, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, obviously huge beneficiaries, specifically Higgins, I think. Uh, Boyd probably would have got his anyway. Yeah. Uh, this might sound surprising, but Green actually had 104 targets this year. He caught 45% of those targets. That's, <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous, man. That's nuts. That's worse than Ronald Jones, man. Uh, the, the last game of the season against Baltimore, he caught zero balls on six targets. And this is not the first time that he caught 0% of his passes this year. Um, so you were basically like, like you were wasting targets throwing it to AJ Green. Um, but T Higgins is definitely going to benefit. Um, assuming they don't add one of the, <laughs> any of these guys that we mentioned putting it, putting it on the Bengals. Um, yeah. T.Y. Hilton potentially out of town. Uh, there's a chance he resigns with the team. He's been with them the whole, their whole, his whole career. I think his career is relatively over for the most yeah. part, but Hey, listen, I'm not going to disrespect them. He put together a nice little run uh, this season, but uh, it might be his last hurrah. Uh, but if he does end up leaving and they don't want to bring him back, uh, guys like Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman will benefit. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth noting that Zach Pascal is a re- restricted free agent. Yep. Uh, there's a chance he's not on the team either they've got a ton of opportunity for these two guys. Um, yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I, I, I think a place like Philly, right? Reuniting with Nick Sirianni, who's had some success with uh, T.Y. Hilton early on when he got there. I believe his first year was with Andrew Luck. Um, Andrew Luck's last year um, starting. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Eagles have, I believe they're negative cap space right now, somewhere in the 20 or 30 million. Um, you know, but they, they can make a lot of cap space by cutting certain guys. And I think T.Y. Hilton's a cheap veteran option who at least, you know, you, you need as many pieces as you can. You just need to throw some wide receivers in there. He knows the system. So I, I think he'd be a good fit there. Uh, we talked about A.J. Green with Baltimore. 
playing against Baltimore, I think he'd be good with Baltimore. Not to say I draft him or I target him by any means, but he's a big enough name. Uh, Des Bryant even had like mild success in the red zone with the Ravens last year. I really want the Ravens to go after Antonio Brown. And I said this last year, but um, Antonio Brown is going to be free agent. Hard to imagine he doesn't stay in Tampa, but if he doesn't, I think he goes to Baltimore because he gets to play with his cousin. He'd love to play with Lamar Jackson. It's still a contending team, and uh, it's definitely a need that they have. So that's why I feel about those guys. Yeah, no, I can see that. Okay, are you ready to move on to running backs? Yeah, for okay. sure. Aaron Jones, obviously the big name here. No one's really close. <laughs> oh man, listen, we we had enough with Le'Veon Bell. I think we're gonna maybe we'll draft a draft a running back this year. Um, so I think the Packers are in some trouble with respect to their cap, aren't they? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. That's how do I not know? That? I, I think they're actually in like the 30 millions. I might be wrong, but let me go to my trusty 30 million source. what? 30 million under the cap? <laughs> uh, hmm. I thought they were they were under. Let's see. I thought they were on. Yeah, yeah no, or... 30 million under. 30 million under. You're right. 30 million under. <laughs> so yeah, definitely in some trouble. Yeah, that's some trouble. So I'm assuming that Jones is going to get paid, like really paid. Like top five running by back someone paid. else, by someone else, right? Um, I, he'll be good wherever he lands, right? Like yeah. I, I think, I think we know that he's great in both phases of the game. Um, he'll likely get like a fifteen to twenty touch role wherever he goes. Like yeah. I, I would love more touches for him, but we've seen him not be able to carry that full load in the past, like without getting hurt. He's done a great job over the past couple of seasons, but they've definitely managed his workload, which I think was, you know, like looking back on it, it was smart. Like we wanted him to be fully unlocked, but would you rather him be available all year or like not available for like seven games, in, yeah. you know, in your fantasy season? So um, I think the Packers were smart in keeping Jamal Williams around uh, who honestly, yo, Jamal Williams, he improved a ton. He's since, a funny dude. He's great, man. He's one of my favorite <laughs> players in the NFL. Like he, he's hilarious. Um, and I, and I want to, I want to see him play forever because of his press conferences and just like the yeah. funny stuff that he does. Um, but he's improved as a player a ton since, you know, his previous years. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. I thought he was not a good player coming into this past year and he totally proved me wrong, but he did get a lot better in the mm-hmm. past game in the run, in the run game, especially, in the, especially, um, He's making guys miss. He, he's breaking tackles. Um, he, he showed some stuff on the goal line. He, yep. Catching balls. Like he, he did a really good job. And by the way, he's a free agent as well. I think um, they've re-signed him though. I don't think it'll be that expensive. And they got to re-sign someone, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's kind of w- where I think that's going to happen. Like, I'm going to assume that like Aaron Jones is gone. You know, Jamal Williams probably resigns. I mean, between and if Dylan he does, and uh, Jamal Williams. Exactly. And yo, honestly, if he resigns. I would be very interested in him from a fantasy perspective, yeah. even if AJ Dillon is involved, really, because I know that Jamal Williams will be the primary pass catcher between the two. Um, and there's still upside of Williams getting 17 to 20 touches per game. Like, and will he get the goal line work? I mean, I thought that AJ Dillon was going to be the guy oh, last yeah. year. He's built like a house. Um, and last year after the draft, I was all about AJ Dillon. Like, if you remember, like I realize now that they want somebody who can catch the ball on the field um, and how much they depend on that. Right. And Dillon looked good with his opportunities later in the year, but he seemed to be more of those, more of like the closer 
than the workhorse. Um, Now, if they surprisingly let Jamal Williams go as well, then shit, like AJ Dillon is that dude. Like (laughs) easy, easy pick. Easy third round pick, right? Like, so what team do you think like Aaron Jones can potentially go to? And do you think that he gets like a bell cow role? Uh, you know, do you think like he potentially it, it ends up being on pace for 300 touches or something like that, wherever he goes? Now, I, I think now was was Le'Veon Bell um Joe Douglas or no? Yeah, he was. He was so so Le'Veon Bell was Joe Douglas, but not Adam Gase. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm still gonna say New York. I'm still gonna say the Jets. I I, I think he can work with Matt Lafleur's brother, Mike Lafleur. He knows the system. He knows the offense. Um, you know, he's that luxury piece, and they have the money to afford it. They they can afford to sign a guy like Aaron Jones, and I think he can make a great a great addition to the team. He'll be a workhorse. The Jets have no running backs at all right now so at the very least they have to add some depth um another team what about uh what about, Ma- what about the michael piran like you don't think that he'll come no <laughs> don't talk to me about michael seattle piran. yeah no i hear you man I, that's a good one seattle would be great now, right now they're sitting about you know a couple million in cap they're not exactly up there so it'd be tough to make that type of addition um you know but i mean he could contribute. He would be their workhorse. Both Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are free agents. So I think um, fantasy-wise, ideally, those two spots make a ton of sense. I've heard Buffalo be thrown around just because they're a contender. And I'd understand that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think Buffalo would really want to pay up because I don't think they're doing so great cap space either. Yeah. Yeah. I never really understood that either. But it seems like they're always involved. Whenever running back becomes yep. available, they're always involved uh, for whatever oh, yeah. reason. Um, like they don't have the guy. They have guys who can do things well, but like they don't have the guy. Yep. Um, but we don't really know what exactly you know what exactly they're looking for. Um, I think an interesting one for me. Okay. If I was the Buccaneers, I would mm. let Fournette walk. And I would sign Aaron Jones. They have a ton of caps. They have a ton of cap space. Yeah. What are they missing on offense? What is Brady missing? He's missing that running back. Obviously, Fournette, sure, he's capable of catching the ball out of the backfield. But is he mm. efficient with it? No way. Like, he's not. He's not efficient in anything. He's just relatively productive if he gets some volume. Um, and that even like, during the playoffs, that was the case with him. Um who, by the way, like, he, like he's obviously a free agent. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he wants to run it back. But honestly, like, why not get another playmaker on your team? The Bucks have amazing, uh, have an amazing cap situation. You have Brady. Uh, he's so, he, he's always had somebody who can, he can chuck it down to, um, you know, out of the backfield. Um, I just feel like it makes a lot of sense. And obviously Aaron Jones would love to play there if he can get a chance at a Super Bowl. So, um, and then yeah. I, the thing with Ronald Jones is that he can't catch the ball. He's not going to yeah. be on the field on third downs. So why not get somebody like him? And then you have Aaron Jones spell. I'm sorry. You have uh, Ronald Jones spell Aaron Jones. Um, and then you have the Jones brothers take them to a Super Bowl. Uh, that's kind of, it's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty intriguing. And doesn't be great for the fantasy value. The fantasy value would be insane. Like I would like draft him in the first round, like right there. Like <laughs> that's a borderline first round pick right there. Um, but yeah, so let me ask you a question. Do you think Kyle Shanahan is looking for a legit running back? Uh, 
I, I, I think, I'm sure he wants one. Obviously, he I can think, create one, right? Yeah, he can create I mean, one. I, I but, think if I'm John Lynch, um, go for like, let me see. Let me look at some of the names here. I mean, bring back Carlos Hyde. <laughs> I mean, right. Turn Kalen Balaj into the next big thing. Mike Davis, even, who had a decent year. Um, draft Travis Etienne. I mean, that would be nuts. Right. So, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a new undrafted free agent that does a great job in that system. So there's no reason to pay up for a guy like Aaron Jones. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Well, we're all, we're all going to be very excited to see wherever Aaron Jones lands. Um, Kenyon Drake also said to be a free agent. Will the Cardinals resign him? Who knows? He's not going to be expensive. Yeah. Uh, but Chase, Chase Edmonds is still under contract. Now, Evans doesn't necessarily profile as a workhorse, mm-hmm. uh, but he's shown to be a very good compliment. Like, if he's giving, given an Austin Eckler-type role, I think he can definitely succeed. Uh, he was very efficient last year on a per-touch basis. Um, when he was given, like, a full opportunity, he didn't necessarily come through. Yeah. Uh, but if Drake leaves, um, it's hard to imagine him in a workhorse role anywhere. Um, but it honestly depends which backfield he goes to. Like if the Bucks sign up to cheap, I like that yeah. move because he'll be the passing down role. Like he'll kind of play the Fournette role, <laughs> right? But it's like, why not sign Fournette at that point? Because he's a better runner than Drake is. Yeah, and um, with yeah. Drake and me, it's like, I can't, I've done this where I've tried to make predictions for each of these players. I just can't imagine Drake succeeding anywhere else but Arizona. <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, I it's like, mean. I feel like they have to like resign. Like he'll be cheap. He's very effective. He clearly loves the team. Um, they like him there. And he was able to compliment Chase Edmonds, as you mentioned, really, really well. And they worked really, really well together. So I, I think it worked, whatever they did last year in terms of running the ball. So why not, you know, keep that going? Yeah. Uh, Chris Carson also set to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I'm not sure he'll he costs so much where the Seahawks are willing to let him go. Like, I think he's back in Seattle. Like, I don't know. I feel like Pete Carroll is the type of guy who's like, I want my guy back. I want my guy. Yeah. How much you want? <laughs> you know, and he's going to end up doing the negotiating for the Seahawks, and he brings Chris Carson back. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the way Seattle can go, and I think what would be smart for them to do is draft a running back at this point. Don't I pay agree. up for a Chris Carson draft, like a Trey Sermon, um, someone like that at the end of the second round. Javante Williams, I don't think he's going to get that far, but if he does, then that's another guy who I'd look at. But um, Chris Carson – I think he's the guy who I could see going to Buffalo. I think he's cheap. I think he can be effective as that primary runner. They can still use Devin Singletary as a pass catching back, filter in Zach Moss when they need to. Like Chris Carson can be the healthy 1A of that committee. And I think that's what Buffalo needs to do because drafting another running back at this point is just not the answer for them. And if they want to go for a free agent running back that can be effective, I think Chris Carson's the perfect choice because he can, you know, he's proven he can run the rock. He's got a tough runner, which is complete opposite from Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. And I think he'd complement that offense really well. Right, right. Uh, Philip Lindsay, potentially leaving Denver, right? He's a restricted free agent. Restricted free agent. Yep. Um, but, you know, we don't know whether they're going to, you know, you know, put a tender on him or not. Now, if he does end up leaving Denver, Melvin Gordon is in a workhorse type role, right? Pat yeah. Shermer has, has always been a workhorse running back kind of guy. Uh, so Gordon would be the, the the man there, and I think if that happens, I think Gordon, even though even if Gordon is like the last last man standing in that backfield, I think he's still going to be underrated going into next oh, yeah. year and underdrafted because unless you know, they get I, a quarterback, 
Yeah, no, I, that's true. If, if the offense seems like it's going to be better. Um, but with Cortland Sutton back, a couple pieces back, I mean, they might be better than we think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm sure that he wants to leave Denver so he can get paid, right? This dude is undrafted. Uh, so he's not making a lot of money in NFL yeah, running back standards. A chance? I mean, I, like... well, no, it's not even a chance. It's just, he doesn't have to get paid that much, but dude is getting paid. His salary is like 250 K. Right. <laughs> I would love him to get like some kind of contract that will set yeah. his family up. Uh, I, I don't know why I know this, but he just had a kid last year. So I'm just, I'm just hoping for the best for the guy. Like I just want him to get like one contract somewhere. Uh, but I feel like $50,000. What is he ever going to do with that much? Money? Well, listen, listen, as a, as, as a running back, <laughs> In the NFL, like, no, I know it's a short lifespan, especially like as an undrafted free agent. And then compared to everybody else, all of your other peers who are getting the type of touches that he's getting, he's getting paid the least out of yep. everybody. Um, so you know, I think he deserves a little bit of a boost. Even James uh, Robinson, I believe he got an extension at the end of the year. Oh, did he? I, I, I didn't see that. I, I thought I saw that just because he was a complete workhorse, and I believe he got some type of deal. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, I think they did up his money at the end of that year. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I might be so, yeah. So, so do you think Fournette's going to end up coming back? Like, do you think he takes a little bit of a discount? Uh, you know, um, I think he did really well in that playoff yeah. push. I mean, I, I know you're saying he wasn't very efficient, but he did make the plays when needed. He made the blocks yes. when needed. He caught the passes when needed. So I think that's, you know, and, and I think, um, <laughs> As a team who just won the Super Bowl with that, with Tom Brady there, with a likable head coach, with Mike Evans taking the pay cut. Like you said, I think they have a ton of leverage to get Fournette back on like a really cheap deal. Maybe not like, definitely under 10 million, you know, like get him well, under that. I, I personally feel like Fournette is not even going to get close to 10 million per year. Yeah. Like even, even if he tests the free agent market, dude, he, he came off of the best season of his career in Jacksonville, okay? Yeah. And then they cut him, and what happened? He signed to Tampa Bay for a one-year contract worth $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how much of a contract is he going to get this time around? Obviously, he was in the spotlight, and he produced when he was given opportunity. So, he, you know, he it's did like great. It's a Kareem Hunt situation, you know? Well, like Kareem, Kareem Hunt's Hunt, a, good, Hunt. a good running back. Yeah, he is, yeah. You know, it's a little I bit different. Know. I feel like Kareem Hunt would get paid you know, no matter what, you know, uh, even I, I don't think he's going to get paid more than Austin Eckler's contract. Austin Eckler was a team friendly sure. deal. Um, I could see him getting a, a Todd Gurley type of contract, the one year, five million. Five, five, six that. mil. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, speaking of Todd Gurley, speak, yeah, oh, he, the Bucks definitely have so much leverage right now for all their guys. Maybe not, maybe not like Levante David because he's looking to get paid as the number one linebacker in the Ooh, NFL. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin, obviously, he's going to be looking for a lucrative contract, but he could be signed to a franchise tag. So we'll see. Um, so Todd Gurley, he's leaving Atlanta. I don't think the starting running back for that team is on the Falcons right now. Like, I think they draft a running back, and that running Devontae back is put wins. right to the top of the depth chart, assuming they do their thing in camp. But Gurley's done. He's just going to mess up another backfield when he signs there in terms of fantasy. Um, Dude, if I'm Gurley, take the year off. Like, what is he, 25, 26? Retire. <laughs> or retire, you know, at that point. But I think you, you take the year off and you find out if you need to retire after that point. You right. know, like, right. if you can come back and go out on a higher note, sure. But, like, at this point, just trying to keep, for, you know, forcing yourself back out there 
just to play at this point, you know, this is something degenerative. This is something that's not going to get better. So last year he was able to play like what, 10, 11 games surprisingly until he was really feeling the effects and he couldn't even be on the field anymore. Next year, maybe it's five games, you know, maybe it's four games and teams aren't going to want to pay up for that. He, he's got, he's got his money from Los Angeles. He's gotten, you know, some extra money from Atlanta. Take yeah. the time to reflect, take the time to see if you can physically continue to play this game. And, and he lost his job to, yeah. to Edo Smith, to, Brian to Hill, running, whatever. To two, two running backs who aren't good. Um, James White, free agent, you know, so that passing down role in New England is in flux right now. Just saying, Damian Harris, capable in the pass game. JJ um, Taylor, undrafted free agent, five foot six. <laughs> he's okay. He's five foot six. Yeah, I love, he's how, five, five, six. I, I love how five foot six is is a uh, a pro for uh, a Bill yeah. Belichick pass. I'm five foot eight. Back. I don't think I was. I didn't think I was close to any of these football players. <laughs> uh, so we know that Damian Harris is their early down back right now. Uh, can he dip into that pass work if White leaves? That, then the question is, will White leave? Right, wherever he goes, he'll probably. It's be also, signed. does Burkett leave? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I think Burkhead, if he stays there, he'll easily have that pass down role. He, I think yes. he tore his ACL and he's getting up there in age. So I don't know if they'll really be looking to re-sign him. But, um, yeah, I don't think – the Patriots aren't going after any free agent running backs, that's for sure. At least right, none right. of the expensive ones. And uh, if they do let James White walk, and I think they like him, you know, it's just going to come down to money because they don't like to pay anyone. Right. But um, Damian Harris could be really intriguing next year. Yeah. Um, if James White does go to another team, he'll probably be like somebody's third down back yeah. pretty much. Like if Fournette leaves, right. And uh, Rojo is your early down guy in Tampa Bay. James White can be the third Brady. down guy. Exactly. Join the Gronk so, and Brady party. Why not? Uh, Mike Davis. Want to mention him. He was amazing with Christian McCaffrey out. He was a waiver wire gem for so many this year. And, um, his stats and efficiency backed up his production this year. You know, uh, if you look at all the running backs with 150 carries this year, uh, 2.96 yards after contact per attempt. Um, that's right there with Alvin Kamara, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he had more avoided tackles in the receiving game, believe it or not, than Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Aaron Jones. Uh, he had more avoided tackles in the run game than Zeke, which I guess isn't that hard to believe. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara. Aaron Jones, James Robinson. Uh, and he's always been someone versatile, right? Like someone that I thought was capable. But I remember mm-hmm. when the Bears signed him, he was going to be their guy. Like I thought he was going to be their guy because mm-hmm. they signed him as a free agent because he's so versatile that I thought, okay, this guy can play on all three downs. But then they After drafted that year David in Mon- Seattle. We're all thinking the same thing, you know? Yeah. And then, and then they drafted David Montgomery, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they released him during Montgomery's rookie year, even though Montgomery was playing like shit, right? Uh, but they released him to get that compensatory pick. Um, and then Carolina picked him up off waivers and they kept him for another year. So um, it'll be interesting to see if a team takes a shot on him. Uh, you know, Back he's to not going to be, ex- he's not going to be expensive. Right. And his landing mm-hmm. spot will be very interesting. I don't think Carolina is going to pay him enough to keep him there. Yeah. Especially with Christian McCaffrey. Um, especially if he knows he's not going to see any playing time and then his career is basically done. Exactly. Uh, if Christian well, McCaffrey doesn't go down, his career is essentially over at that point. Right. Right. Um, and well, I mean, were there any other running backs you wanted to mention? We can go. We can just mention the tight ends real quick. Um, Carlos Hyde, an interesting yeah. name. Um, you know, he, he's just the guy who keeps proving he can just run the rock. Maybe Buffalo, right? Yeah. I think that's uh, another good area for um, 
a, a guy like Carlos Hyde where he could succeed. He could be that early down between the tackles type guy and uh, be a part of a big committee. But, you know, that way we can completely just avoid that backfield. <laughs> not, <laughs> not go anywhere near it. That's my dream. Just put Carlos Hyde there. That's when you know to stay away from that backfield. But yeah, if you look at the the Bills combined uh, opportunities, they were very low. Like they were yeah. almost near the bottom of the league in yep. terms of combined opportunities for their running backs, which uh, which wasn't great. And you have two side so is like the safety net, like the safety net of safety net. It's like okay, you don't have any running backs. Just throw Hyde out there; he'll get the job done. He's he's a, Ryan Fitz, he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick running back. That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to so many. He's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of running backs. That is so perfect. Wow. And, and who's who's like who's that wide receiver? Is it like Larry Fitz? Except he he's staying. Larry Fitz never changed spots. Yeah. I don't know. Is I gotta think about that one. I'll, I'll let, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but Brandon Cooks is better than those guys. Like like Brandon he Cooks is. is like a better wide receiver. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't and... fit into that average category, but he's the only exactly. I can think of who like goes from team to team to team to right. team and still does really well. So it's really hard to do that as a wide receiver, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all right. Okay. We'll, we'll figure that one out. <laughs> we can get some tight ends out of the way real quick. Not really too much to go over. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll mention them: Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Gerald Everett, Gronk. Gronk's likely going to be only back with the Bucks if yeah, he's back. No, he's um, not even going to play if he's not back with yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jared Cook, Mo Ali Cox. Uh, of all these guys, honestly, it just depends on the landing spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether quarterback likes to, to target the tight ends. Tanya also a restricted free agent. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, interesting. And they're definitely going to tender him. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. 100%. Um, I can see them putting a first-round tender on him. Um, so nobody's going to try to take him away. Um but just wanted to mention these guys. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I think, well, Hunter Henry yeah. is a guy who I think, um, I, I've talked about this before, if he doesn't sign back with the Chargers, and they do have the money to sign him, so I think he will. <laughs> but the Patriots might be an interesting spot. They're definitely a team that's lacking that tight end. Bill Belichick, um, you know how I told you about the Will Fuller situation, and Matt LaFleur said, you know, essentially if Will Fuller is ever available, we'll make a run at him. Bill Belichick is the exact same way with Hunter Henry. He's very close to him. He's been following some him since high school. Uh, after the Chargers played the Patriots this year and the Patriots blew him out 45-0, um, Belichick had some extra, you know, he spent a good amount of time talking to Hunter Henry uh, after the game. So my expectation is that if Hunter Henry does walk and he doesn't re-sign with LA, I think Jacksonville even or New England would be a good spot for him. Well, if he goes to New England, like he'll literally be their only weapon. Yeah. So he'll get like 150 targets. <laughs> and I feel like for the Patriots, like if you want to attract anyone to that team at this point, because I'd say aside from Texans and the fact that they have like Bill Belichick there, there isn't really a lot to like look forward to being the starting quarterback in New England. You know what right. I mean? So if they want to attract any more free agents, I think Hunter Henry is a great first step. Sure. No, I can but- see that. Um, other guys, not really, not really much. I want to say on Jonu Smith, Gerald Everett, kind of interesting. You know, depending on where he lands, if he does get a starting role, I mentioned Jacksonville is a place that's looking for a starting tight end. I think Gerald Everett might even be good there, just kind of like a cheap um, Logan Thomas type deal to where, like, you know, if he does something, he does something. So right, right, right. Yeah, like, like I said, like it really depends on the landing spot for these guys. Yep. Um, see what kind of competition they have too. Right, because like John o. Smith, like he he was, you know, 
you know, there were other tight ends there, right, in, mm-hmm. in, in Tennessee. So he couldn't really break Anthony out. Anthony Ferks are also a restricted free agent, by the way. Okay. And he's – you think – yeah, I mean, they'll probably sign him to a second-round tender if yeah. John Smith leaves for sure. So, so yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, super excited to see where these guys land. It's really going to yeah. start, you know, the the, the NFL offseason off, uh, right? Um, that's what we want to see. Coming see up. We want to see some movement. Yeah, you're right. A lot of trades coming up. A lot of quarterbacks going to be moving around. We already had oh, Matthew yeah. Stafford move around. I mean, that wasn't official just yet. That's also going to officially go down um, on, you know, whenever that was, March 15th and March 17th. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll be on top of all that. If anything happens between this week, or, you know, this when we record this podcast and next week, we'll make sure to break that down next week. Um, but, again – uh joe you know welcome to the upper hand fantasy podcast uh you are you know this is our baby now uh so i'm looking forward to we had a baby you know, together wow i'm looking forward to uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to no actually this is my baby and then you just adopted it that's basically what happened i'm the stepdad <laughs> love it love it i, I feel like that's going to be an inside joke for for a while now. okay um so yeah so uh so, so thank you guys for listening if you made it this far um i'm 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 hoping that you know we're, we're consistently bringing some type of value to you guys every week we're trying to keep this consistent even during um, february <laughs> even in february like we're the only guys talking football and if you're listening i give you guys credit you guys are getting a head start on the 2021 fantasy season uh next week we are going to go over some early way too early fantasy football rankings uh, so we're going to go over that next week and we'll, we'll talk about some guys, uh, you know, who are in the top 10 in most of the positions. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan for next week. So you follow Joe at fantasy.football.analyst on Instagram. I'm at upper hand fantasy, uh, go check us out over there. Follow us. And if you don't already follow us and send us a message, if you want to hang out, um, Joe, are you going to be on, uh, Actually, no, it'll be already too late because we're releasing this on Friday, but never mind. I was going to mention... You're going to ask about tomorrow? Being I was going to ask about Clubhouse, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get on Clubhouse, you know, every every now and then. Uh, I've been doing it on Thursday nights around 8, 9 o'clock. Uh, so look out for me at Upper Hand Fantasy on Clubhouse or Upper Hand FFB. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but yeah, go check me out there as well. But thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. See ya.